afternoon, and welcome to Leaving the Yard. Chuck Zach, Tony Kirk, live, as we always tend to be when we're on the radio. Although I was a little bit dead coming in tonight, I'll be honest with you. You were dragging. I was dragging, but I found my uh, my pick-me-up. Yeah, you got you a six-day-old donut and went to town. <laughs> now I guess it's just five days. Ah, microwaved. It's, it actually softened it up. Yeah, yeah. And now I'm feeling a little perky. Well, you should. You've... Uh, You've got the uh, five-hour energy donut style. I don't know if it'll last five hours. probably lasts me about 30 minutes. I may be in there for round two. I figure uh, when it settles in on that belly fat, it's going to last you more. Than <laughs> you think so? What do you mean belly fat? I got your belly fat. That's what are you what trying to say? The donut is shaped the way it is. Really? <laughs> it's already made right for that spot. I forget I was, uh, I was in middle school and the uh, my, uh, my doctor said, you really need to get rid of that spare tire. And I'm like, well, I'm not even driving yet. I'm a little young. <laughs> said, no, you need to get rid of that spare tire. And uh, I realized he was making fun of me for being a little chubby. That wasn't very nice. No, but, you know, I I hadn't started growing up yet. and so uh, You were just growing out. Yeah, I was growing out. I was, uh, I was a little late and so uh, in my growth spurt. And so uh, I was wearing those, uh, what are they? they weren't stout. They had a type of gene that was for they didn't want to say fat <laughs> and so uh, that's not right one stout might have been something like that but anyway it had a type of gene that i husky i wore the husky. huskies oh yeah the husky uh, size yes. yeah i had the husky size yes. gene back then oh those are all the rage my, uh, my father's side is uh thin okay my mother's side is not, and so uh, she is the giver of the tire. I, I got the arms and legs from my father's side. My <laughs> torso, on the other hand, is the uh, direct result. Wow. of the uh, the Bell family. Well, there you go. So, it's a perfect uh, mix. Yeah, well, yeah. That's what, <laughs> actually, it's more of the uh, the Glicks, which they shorten it to Glick from Glusick, the the pole part of me okay so there's a little bit of me it's polish and well sure it likes to eat sausages <laughs> and not exercise <laughs> that's my problem my family's german russian yeah. Yeah. italian yeah. there's nobody that's exercised one time yeah. in there yeah no yeah. the only the, exercise is going back and forth to the kitchen the bell side my grandfather they, they just didn't have food <laughs> <laughs> wow they were they came over in the the Trail of Tears. <laughs> the Seminole part of them. Why are you laughing about that? It's horrible. Well, that's a horrific thing. If you uh, if you have the uh, bad husky genes, <laughs> <laughs> you need some balance. Yeah. Now the uh, the Scotch Irish Kirks they yeah. uh, they just they, their arms are thin because they do a lot of uh, 12-ounce curls there. <laughs> You'd figure that would make your arms yeah. uh, a little bulky. Leaner, leaner. I'm no. lean there. But either way, it's it's a bad mix. I, I'm I'm worse than Sark. I made fun of Sark the other day on the presentation, my dog, for being a bad mix. I'm probably a worse mix He's than that. He's a fine mix. It is, it is probably that reason alone that the good Lord said uh, uh, the child brought and I Needed to go outside the gene pool to get children. <laughs> so it's probably good we adopt. We don't need more huskies. Is that what you're telling me? Instead of getting a husky, you yeah. got Sark. Yeah, well, yeah. That's right. So anyway, uh, yeah, that's probably why that worked out well. But uh, anyway. Anywho, we welcome you to the show today. Uh, it's the uh, Thursday version for us. 
Yes. Since tomorrow's the end of the week, since we'll be baseballing for the rest of the week. It's, it's getting really confusing now. Tuesday's Friday's Thursday. Thursday now. Friday's Unless we don't have a Thursday show. And then Friday's Wednesday. Friday's Wednesday. Yeah. And Thursday becomes Tuesday. Right. Monday's Wednesday. Because I'll be honest, I usually drink on Tuesday. Now you, you can't drink this week. Well, today's Thursday. Unfortunately, I drink on Thursday, too. <laughs> so. Well, then you're covered. Okay. Partake. Yeah. I really just don't drink on Monday. So. Well, we don't have Mondays anymore. Yeah. We only have Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Well, we had a Monday this past Monday, so. No. It wasn't Monday? It was Wednesday. So I could have drank yesterday? No, you don't drink on Wednesday. That's church day. Okay. Wednesday's out. Wednesday was Monday. Yeah. Thursday's Tuesday. Now, I was Southern Baptist, so we went to church on Wednesday. Yeah. Did Roman you Catholic? Recount, did Gosh, y'all no. do Wednesday no. services? Oh, no. If you go on Wednesday, if you're Catholic, you don't get rid of enough guilt to make Sunday worth your while. You got to have a whole week's worth of guilt to go on Sunday. All right. That's how we did it. Okay. I don't know. I didn't except know. If when I was, except when I, was in, uh, when I was in school. Parochial school? Parochial school. We had, we had mass every Wednesday morning. Guess so, they wanted to, you know, hit us midweek. Midweek, they know we had done something the week before, the weekend before. You're trying to clear the deck before the next weekend. You know, I think I've mentioned this to you before. I got offered a little uh, money coming out of high school uh, to be a water boy in college. And, you got uh, offered money? You yeah. never told me you actually had a money, a scholarship to well, be water boy. They, they were Bobby gonna, Boucher. They were going to do some things. It was some books and some tuition money. But it was at a private school, and it really wasn't that good a deal. And, but the main reason I really wasn't interested, it was Howard Payne over in oh, yeah, yeah, Brownwood, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is right. a religious school. And uh, you had to go to uh, church before class every day. Yeah. And service. I didn't mind church, but I would getting up early to go to church now. I, I, I couldn't adhere to that. And so... Uh, when when you want to go? Sunday morning. You go there anyway. Wednesday evening. I even went to training in on which I don't even know what that. I I could say that today in a Baptist church they probably wouldn't even know what I was talking about. We had something on Sunday night called training union. No idea. I don't know if they were training us to get along or no idea what the story no. was on that term. No, no idea. But uh, I passed on my offer to go to Howard Payne because, uh, and then I could have. Basically, had a similar deal in commerce. Uh, one of our coaches, well, uh, water boy. That was a paid yeah. position. Well, no, they were going to give me some books and. How about still, yeah. like we need a water boy. Come on to our school. I was really good. <laughs> I was, I was above average water boy. What does that mean? Um, by the time I was a junior or senior, the coaches would leave the field house and I'd lock up. So they gave you a key. Well, that's because they knew I was so responsible that I could take care of things. What things? You locked up. No, no, no. You had to take care of things. Like I've, I've told you, sometimes guys still working out would get hurt after all the coaches leave. I'd have to clean them up, things like that. So, Water boys having to clean up well, guys? Well, I was a quasi-trainer type. Oh, my God. See, this is a little more. You're like a utility infielder. I, whirlpools were big back then. I'd put guys in whirlpools. Coaches be ready to get out of there, and so and so needed to do some contrast for thirty minutes to an hour, and so. And they were given scholarships for this. Yeah, 
Well, not I've really. Never heard of it. Books. I was going to get some books and a little money. That's all I was going to get. Were they actual college books or just they had some books yes. laying around? Well, Here, kid, you want some books? Back in the day, books were kind of a big deal. I don't know if you remember. Books were kind of expensive. Well, yeah, they're still on. Now they don't buy books anymore. My they're daughter hadn't bought a book. Well, they're still expensive. My son hardly ever bought a book in college. So uh, what they would do is the uh, athletic department basically kept their own library of textbooks. And so they gave you some. Yeah, they just they would have them. They'd say, "Oh, you're taking Professor So and So one hundred and one. Right. Here's his book." And so, uh, yeah. And for that, you got to Waterboy. I would have been the Waterboy, but I, I passed on it in oh. commerce because I, I wanted to go to high school games. I really didn't care anything about going to. I, and I've told you before, well, I, I can never see that. I never went to a football game in commerce. No, I can see that. I, I, I've told you before. No. They didn't have a visitor side. No, I can see that. And as long as they had no visitor side, I thought there's this isn't real football. It's low rent. Yeah. It's too small. Yeah. And I was used to big boy football. You know, back then, 4A was the biggest. And so my buddy and I would go to all the bigger 4A games in around the Metroplex. And so that was much more appealing to me than... Uh, no, it makes perfect sense. And, and, and the better games. Is the water boys get picked on a little bit, too. What? Yeah. So Bobby Boucher is like a documentary? Yeah. Elbert Graham, who I've told you before, went to Oklahoma to play, was in my senior class. Right. Elbert just thought it was hilarious to pick me up by my arms. He would pick me up by my arms, <laughs> attached to my side, and just lift me off the ground. Okay. And put me up against the lockers, and then bang his chest, I mean his head into my chest plate. He just thought that was hilarious that he could pick me up and throw his head into my chest plate like that. I don't know. Did you give him bad water one time? No, no but I did put some nitrotan in his uh, <laughs> jock strap one time when he had jock itch. I said, here. He came, in, he came in one day That's wanting some relief from his jock itch, and I said, spray some of this yeah. in your uh, jock strap. And about 30 minutes into practice, he came running in headed to the shower. <laughs> and did he headbutt you in the chest ever again? I left the field house at that point. That day I left <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. You still joke with him about that? He's since moved on. Uh, <laughs> oh, he's moved on. Yeah, he, he went to OU, but he's entered the big transfer portal in the Und- sky. <laughs> Understood. He's waiting on you. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> There's a wedgie coming I, your way. <laughs> I go to the wrong place. waiting on me. There's a wedgie waiting for I you. I just saying. I understand. All right, taking a break. It's 12 after 5. Leaving the yard. Zach and the professor on the fan. 1079. Take a break. We're coming right back. To feel the common effects of nature, take a deep breath in and out.
16 and a half after 5 o'clock, leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor on the fan, 107.9. Uh, we had no, uh, we, we led you astray yesterday. There was uh, no power hour this morning. We found out after the presentation. Yeah, so we apologize. But there will be Kirk and company tomorrow morning. Yes, and I haven't heard back from uh, Coach Outlaw yet. Well, there'll be Kirk tomorrow morning. <laughs> Just Kirk. Uh, I haven't gotten a response from Coach Outlaw if he's got anybody for me tomorrow. Oh, he's got somebody. Maybe he'll show up again. That'd be nice. I'd like to hear When's the last time you saw him? Ah, uh, January. <laughs> it's been really? a while. Yeah. Each time. I tell you what, Coach Outlaw has been outstanding. 
he's uh, he's got me different people, and I think all but one time they've shown up. And that's uh, good. Yeah, I've learned a lot, met a lot of uh, coaches, and so I've really enjoyed the Wednesday. I loved doing it with Barry for a couple of years because oh, Barry's, yeah. you know, you and I both know you. You're done. Barry's got enough stories that, hello, coach, what's going on, and. You, you see a three donuts later. Yeah, and he's got great stories, yep. and he knows everybody in the countryside. Yep. But Coach Outlaw has been very good about getting everybody on his staff an opportunity to come on, and we've enjoyed that. And has brought in some really intriguing yes. coaches, I think. Yes, I think so as well. He's, he's, he's done well. Of course, uh, Coach Wilson inherited a baseball team yeah. with a bunch of seniors on it, yeah. and they play this uh, Thursday. And, and they had a move in from Venezuela. That always helps. <laughs> Even if you're not playing soccer, it always helps. But they've got uh, they've got their game on Thursday. Who did I see they I were what's playing? What's bigger, Venezuela, soccer or baseball? That's soccer. A, that's a big baseball country. Though. Soccer. What about in the Dominican? Baseball. Soccer in Venezuela. I tend to think of those two as being the most prolific in providing MLB type guys. Venezuela. Yeah. Who other than Fernando do we even have? Who was Fernando? Oh, he's Mexico. Uh, Who do we get out of Venezuela? Andrew Jones. There were several guys that really? were big Venezuelan ball players. But either way, they they show up in the World Baseball Classic and represent every year well. So. I would think they're bigger in soccer. I don't know. Probably so. But Latin American countries tend to be Dominicans but, a little different. Dominicans got such a history of baseball. I would think that would be the only exception. Um, you know. One of the things I saw today, uh, Denny Crum's passing. Did see that. Sad. Sad by Denny Did Crum. you read what Daryl Griffin said about him? Kindness. He said he was a kind man. Well, he said he was kind, he's personal, but he also opened the university up to the city of Louisville. Yeah. And, you know, Louisville, even though it's a little further north, it tends to have a southern mentality. It's an SEC school. I mean, not SC, Kentucky's an SEC state, and Louisville kind of became like the University of Houston. It, it said, we're going to let kids from the city itself. Right. And it's the city that they gave us uh, Muhammad Ali, and so... Yeah. And uh, Daryl Griffin said he opened the school up to the city. He, he brought young African-Americans in to play ball. You know, he was a disciple... Of John Wooden. That's right. Assistant coach for a long time at UCLA. Played for Wooden. But he played a different style. He he opened it up a lot more. You know, you you don't think of the Doctors of Dunk being Wooden-esque. Well, no. No, they weren't high-flying. Wooden's no, guys weren't. They were shooting but, bank shots. But, and, but Wooden wasn't a guy that period. No, no. Guy, I mean... They were feet on the ground for the most yes. part. Even when he did go out and recruit African-Americans, not the type of free-flowing basketball players like we associate with Louisville. You know, as he called Lewis. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was a different time, certainly, but it was also a different mindset. Um, the Hill guy that was – no um, – not Hill. He was on Hill Street Blues. What was the guy that was on Hill Street Blues? Oh, uh, Warren. Michael yeah. Warren? Michael Warren. Yeah. He was more of the wooden-type African-American player. Yeah. Um, Marcus Johnson. 
Marcus Johnson, great example, yeah. the former Buck there. Yeah. But uh, Denny Crum, while he never went as far as, say, Rick Pitino, <laughs> he, he, he brought in city kids and brought them onto the campus, and they flourished, and he had great success with that. I, I think, you know, you, you mentioned Houston. I'd go Memphis. Yes. I'd go Miami in football. Yes. I think some of those city yes. universities recognize the fact that they struggle yeah. before they hit their heyday yeah. to recruit against State U. Yeah. And so if you're a Denny Crum and you're doing Louisville yeah. and you've got some basketball talent in the in the, you know, neighborhood, yeah. you bring those guys in. It's very similar to what Guy Lewis did at Houston, yeah. very similar to what they did at Memphis with Dana Kirk, right. uh, those guys. And I don't know that the bigger powers at the time were as comfortable going into inner cities and bringing those kids onto the campus and making it work. Probably not. And, not, not in the seven because we're to, we're really talking about Denny Crum's seventies, early eighties yeah. before the before the blow up of the yeah. Big East. Yes. Once the Big yeah. East Once blew, the Big up, East blew up, then everybody well, sees. And you got to remember, a lot of times you had to bring them through the JUCO system. Yeah, and, and so those guys that we're talking about right now. Brought them through the JUCO system, but let them play a little more of a free-flowing style of basketball that they had grown up playing. It was less, you know, five shots before we. Oh yeah, no. I mean, Wooden's teams were pretty disciplined. They they were going to play pretty disciplined ball. Look to the post as much as you can, but then all of a sudden you had guys at Louisville and Houston and and Memphis that were wing players who really felt that they could drive and do some things that well and and I would think and I, I would think if we're t- when he's when he gets the job in 71 at, at Louisville I think he was early 70s yeah. before it blew up into yeah. the 79 80 yeah. Daryl Griffith thing. yeah we think of you know from early to mid 80s he was just one of the dominant oh, yeah. programs. but but in the decade leading up to that getting those kind of kids in my mind it it kind of dovetails with the ABA. Yeah. That you're seeing a lot yes. of the kids seeing the ABA. Yes. The NBA was too that buttoned. That style of play. Too stayed for them. Yeah. The ABA became more free-flowing. If you were a younger coach who had in one, you know, on one shoulder I got John Wooden, yeah. and on the other shoulder I've got whatever ABA influence. I mean, you're talking yeah. about being in a state with the Kentucky Colonels. Yes. And, and so in my mind – he was the natural progress between taking advantage of what the ABA had made available and how many kids there are out there that are playing a different style than the NBA is playing. Why not do that at Louisville or Houston or Memphis or Cincinnati or wherever? You, you know, you bring up uh, the Kentucky Colonels. I saw a Facebook feed this week, or so it posted, the first high school basketball player to ever be on the cover of Sports Illustrated. The first high school basketball player. Yeah. Ooh. It's not a big name. It's not a big name. Did yeah. he play in college? Let me just ask yes. that. Yes. Yes, he did. I don't know. Played at Purdue. Rick Mount. Rick Mount. Yes. But you talk a guy about a, a guy. great college player. Yeah. Terrible well, professional player. In the ABA, with the three-point shot... He was more effective. But he couldn't get his own shot off. That was he his problem. He couldn't. But when you've got, say, Artis Gilmore yeah. or 
Dan Issel down on the block, you had more time to load up. Yeah. And I saw him shoot lights out one night down in Moody. Did you? Because everybody's collapsing on Issel. Everybody's collapsing on Gilmore and people like that. And well, so, he needed it because he couldn't get his yeah, own shot he, off. he was a very slow shooter. Mm-hmm. But he was that old Indiana-style square up, elbow in, yep. use your legs, yep. shoot the ball. Well, I think I – think Folks expect him to be Pete Maravich, yeah. and he wasn't Pete Maravich. No. That was his problem. He w- didn't have handles. No. You know, uh, who was it I heard the other day talking about? I think it was Jalen Rose talking about Steph. Yeah. Saying most of these guys don't have those handles. No. That's what separates Steph from the rest of the great shooters, superior handles. No question. Yeah. But so, you say all that, and I'm watching him last night losing my mind. Yes, he's phenomenal, but he over-phenomenal well, sometimes. He, he forces it at times Ugh. because – I tell you what, Draymond's game's dropped off. Draymond had a nice game last he's night, but off. he's an older guy yeah. now. His, he's and, got and the, not having Iggy hurts. No, you're right. Yeah, but Draymond is having to basically be Draymond and Iggy. Yeah, yeah. It's a little. It's a little yeah. much. That and Clay's dropped off. Yeah. Well, Clay Clay's, been the same. He's done. Yeah. Clay's pitiful well, to watch. He, and Wiggins, I can't. I'll be honest with you. Wiggins, Wiggins is, is a painful. Yeah, he's a disappointment because he was supposed to bring youth and athleticism to that ball club that hasn't occurred. Tell me how they're winning. Steph. I mean, that's all. Yeah. Wiggins is bad. Yeah. Clay has quarters or halves you know, where he can't hit anything. Draymond's getting old. Jordan Poole can't yeah. even come off the Poole bench. Poole is just so inconsistent. Where the, how are they winning? Steph. <laughs> I tell you what. Um, well, I think I've said it before. Steph is highly underappreciated. Oh, I'm not saying he's not underrated, just, which is hard to believe considering he's got four titles and they have no scores well, around him. Well, they they don't right now, uh, but you know, Clay can guard Reeves. That's what Clay can do. That's can, that's not something you brag. I know. I know. Guarding Austin Reeves, he used to be the guy that you could put on their best offensive player. Yeah. Unless That's they gone. were a big, those are gone. A two, three, or four, Clay could d up, can't. but he can't do that anymore. Nope. And when you don't have Iggy's defense, you don't have dig- Iggy's ability to create with the second unit, and Draymond's having to play both his and Iggy's minutes, and it's just dropped off with huge bodies. Yeah. Oh yeah. He he's having and, to defend. And they started Gary Payton the second last night instead of Looney. That was well, but Looney was a little sick. Kerr waved a white flag last night. I uh, see. I, I disagree. I think he, I think Looney's under the weather. They were limiting his minutes. He was. Uh, he's been sick. I, I think he'll play the full on thing uh, in game he five. Better because well, yeah, he'll have to. I they struggled last night, but it turned it into a, a you know it was a typical NBA playoff matchup. All of a sudden, we're going to let you be more physical. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was and crazy. It was uh, just a knife fight last night. What did it end up being, like 104 to 101 or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. That's not a score you expect no. that the Golden well, State Warriors are playing. Neither in. one could shoot, though. It oh, took I agree. them a long time to get going last night. And, and, you know, back to, to Steph for a minute, which is what started this conversation. The shot selection was just but he's having to awful. Play. He's having to do that. Joke. No, he knows. you don't have to shoot twenty nine foot shots. He knows on a new shot clock. That's he just. There's a lot of places where it feels like Steph just goes, just 
brain lock. Right. And I'm jacking a shot. I sense he's pushing himself to do more, which isn't always good. He's not within the flow. He's trying to do too much. Well, it's late in the game that it shows up, though. Yeah. He's, oh, yeah. He was within the flow yeah. for three and a half quarters. Yeah, but when those legs go, what happens to that jumper? It's it's short. Yeah. It's short, and he was short but, all at the end of the game last don't, night. Don't come at me with 20. He has no range. When he's on and when he's fresh-legged, his range is just not like everybody else's. And, I give him a pass on 29-foot. I, I don't not sure. not in a one point game or a two point well, game. I don't give that's a that's a low quality well, shot with a at the end of a game if you don't know your own body okay. for an NBA veteran who's played for more than but a dozen it, years. When it's a ball game and you know there's certain officials out there and you're not going to get trips to the line, that's his only alternative. No, see, I disagree with that. He was effective going in the lane last the night. Story, the get to the, the story get to the, of this series. Has been the free throw differential. No question. No question. Because Anthony Davis can't be stopped and LeBron can't yeah. be stopped. As long as they're going forward, and, the Lakers yeah. won't lose. And Steph goes in there, gets knocked around, and Davis is a fine rim protector. You're not kidding. He's a fine Which rim Which Golden State does not have. Nobody to protect the rim. No. They're not going to win this series. Yeah. Probably not. I mean, they're just being outfits. Now, they'll win the next game. Well, they better win the next game. They'll win game. the next game because... They should have won the one last night. NBA officials will do all they can to make them win the next game. We won a game six back at L.A. After that... That's where it ends. All bets are off. It ends game six in one L.A. One would think. I was a little watching that last night, though. It was a little sad. The Warriors had a chance to steal that game last night. They did. Had every And let it get away from them. And tell me Darvin Ham doesn't have a freaking crystal ball. The kid he puts out there in the fourth Lonnie quarter, Walker. Walker. What I said, Walker. Walker. Lonnie Walker. Lonnie Walker, yeah. the fourth. Yeah, I want to know who the other three are. If he put up, what did he put up, sixteen or seventeen? Fif- in the- fifteen in the fourth. Yeah. I'm watching this fourth quarter, going, who is this guy? And I'm thinking, all right, well they, they're they're giving somebody a yeah. blow. They're going to let him get I in there. I didn't know who he was. And he didn't sit. No. He played the entire fourth quarter and well, won the Lakers that game last night. I was reading night. a little day. He's playing for a contract. Well. Darvin Ham gave uh, him a chance to play yeah. for that contract last night, and he but, saved him last yeah. night. That was a great. That's a great start. I'm watching this thing going. Who is this? And and a slow Andrew Wiggins yeah. doesn't close yeah. on him and gives him a free look at a th- just goofy stuff that well, the Warriors did last night. Steph's having to shoot night. over AD who's coming out on him. Uh, Andrew Wiggins does not need to be back in Golden State. They need to move him on. Somebody's got to want him. I don't know. And he may be that guy when he gets to a team and can be the man. He He's may. not the man. Well, people thought he was coming out of college. I know. And, and, but, and but he, he was overdrafted. He came out too young. He was overdrafted. He was a good complimentary piece, but he is a bad complimentary well, piece But he now. may really go somewhere and light it up for okay. 24 a night. Let him. It ain't at Golden State. It ain't going to be at Golden State because no. it doesn't fit in. No, he it's doesn't. Not work right. it. He, he they, they, they try to force him in yeah. to it working, and he can't shoot. He's a terrible outside yeah. shooter. All right, there was that. I feel like Stephen A. Smith right now. Right. It's 28 till 6, leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor on the fan 1079. We'll take a break. We'll come right back.
five games were featured in hockey action last year. Every year, millions of people rely on portable generators when they lose access to electricity. But some of them don't understand that a portable generator's carbon monoxide emissions can kill if their generators are used indoors. So we're here to clear the air. Always take your generator outside, away from windows and doors. When you take it outside, you distance yourself from the dangers of carbon monoxide. For more safety tips, visit TakeYourGeneratorOutside.com. You saved my life. You held my hand when I was scared. You helped me say goodbye to my dad. You were an example for me. You gave me strength when I thought I had none left. I couldn't tell you then, but I want to say thank you, all of you, for everything. Thank you to the physicians, nurses, and others working in America's hospitals and health systems. A message from the American Hospital Association, American Medical Association, and American Nurses Association. Day one, the hardest day. The day you hear. This is a type of blood cancer. But day one is just one day. At the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, we are here to help you move past day one. On day 45, I discovered an online community who shared great tips for in-treatment care. I missed a lot of school during treatment, and LLS helped me keep up. To learn and get help on day two, day 28, or any day, please visit LLS.org or call 1-800-955-4572. Welcome back. It's about uh, 26 minutes till 6 o'clock. Leaving the yard. Zach and the professor on the fan 107.9. A reminder about baseball, baseball, baseball this week. We've got uh, Arkansas High's game uh, Thursday, 3 o'clock over on um, 107. No, Real Country. Real Country, 98.7. Thursday night, we have Liberty Ilo. Game one of their series against Canton, live from Marshall. That's a 7 o'clock That's start Marshall time. Marshall High. Yep. That will be at uh, 7 o'clock on 107.1 News Talk. And right here on the fan, Texas High opens their series with Lucas Lovejoy. 7 o'clock start time. Keith Schutte will have that call for you. Yeah. So Lots of baseball. Lots of baseball. Enjoy it. Think our form of continued advance. And by the way, Mister, keep an eye out for the PG girls softball team. Uh oh. Yeah, you told me. I jinxed him. You jinxed him. Try not to jinx him. I think your phone may have just went dead. Oh, did mine? Yeah. I didn't have much juice on it. We'll have to wait till the break. Right. You can't do it now. I didn't. I knew. I said coming in. I didn't have much juice. I think it went dead. Then. That's all right. Sucker. Happened. <laughs> That sucker's dead. It happens. Anyway. Uh, Yeah, will they all advance? I think Texas High is going to have the biggest ask to try to uh, overcome a highly ranked Lucas Lovejoy Mm -hmm. team. Boy, it sounds like they're loaded. Yeah. That's going to be the the tough one. uh, Louisiana Lafayette pitcher. Mm -hmm. uh, A kid going to OU. Is that where he's going? I think so. Big stud. That's all right. One of the top hitters in the Metroplex. That's all right. It's going to be harder. It's going to be harder for them. Uh, PG's got a one game. They ought to advance. Liberty Allo's got a probably evened up. What are you doing? We'll go live. I don't want to go live like that. I don't you, what do you need? No, I don't like this. I don't like this. <laughs> what are you doing? We've gone live. You're going to hold the phone the whole time. Why is it only on me? You better have it turned around on you. 
Anyway. It is. Maybe it's looking. Oh, like that's, <laughs> that's what it is. Maybe it's got my look of astonishment right yeah, now. Yeah, that's probably what it is. But anyway, the uh, uh, Arkansas High kids, I think they have a pretty good chance to advance on. Liberty Isle, I started to say, has a uh, probably even up matchup with Canton. They're about uh, they're about probably uh, on level ground with each other. What? What am I doing? What are you doing? Oh my God, this is ridiculous. We're doing a radio show. I'm not doing all. Uh, oh my God. These are the and now it's sideways, which probably means you're not going to make it work right. You broke the whole thing. Anyway, so we got baseball. I say all that because we have baseball uh, Thursday night all over the dial as we try to uh, get through the area round for the Texas teams. And for Arkansas, they start the uh, Arkansas State Tournament over in Marion. So it's the long four-and-a-half-hour drive to get over to Marion for baseball. I'm a little self-conscious. When I don't like that. It was in my the camera on you. Yeah, I don't like that. I had to get after a kid about that the other day. Filming you? Yeah. Yeah, I don't like to be filming. No, that's what I didn't. There it is. Yeah. I wish they'd just let us have cameras in the classroom. I don't want cameras in the I classroom. do. Well, I don't know what side it's going to get. I'm always self-conscious about back-of-the-head shot. It's, it's going to be old Billy who's acting yes. up. <laughs> Susie who's asleep over there. Oh, kids don't care. Frank who's on his phone. Yeah, they don't care. He's probably watching the video himself. <laughs> that's usually what they're doing. Yeah. Anyway. I'm all for Cameras in the classroom. So you're going to tell me your story? Is that an off-the-air story? That's an off-the-air oh, story. Oh, okay. All right. Um, by the way, um, you told now me— Now it's going to be an on-the-air story. You told me today— Yeah, I'll tell you after the show. You, you told me today uh, some kid wanted to uh, put a headgear on you. Yeah, and cap me. <laughs> cap cap you. me. Yeah. Uh, you see about Joe Cap? I did see about Joe Cap. I actually had a thing in here about Joe Cap. Well, well tell us more. It. What's your thing about Joe Cap? No, I just brought, I brought a little of the bio on Joe Cap because— for people who don't know, don't tell them about Joe Cap. Well, it, for for you old guys like us, you'll remember him as one of the um, most physical running quarterbacks ever. He was the Tim Tebow of his time. Yeah, that's he a was. good way to put it. I'm yeah. not arguing. He's that. a right-handed Tim Tebow. Yeah, played with the uh, Minnesota Vikings. After got kind of. A, a, a long NFL draft made him feel unappreciated. When they drafted him out of college, at Cal, he at went to Cal. Cal. So he went to Canada and did a handful of pre-Warren Moon years in Canada, yeah, where he won the Great Cup. Cup. Yeah, came back to yeah. that game really fit him better. Yeah, wide field spacing. You bet. Came back to the states. Tarkington had moved on from Minnesota to the Giants. Hadn't made his return back yet. Yep. Fran Tarkenton hadn't. And so they had well, a whole quarterback. Tark was there. Twice. Yeah. yeah. Well, I forgot all about that. Yep. And so uh, Cap got the job in Minnesota. And, and that was the first Minnesota team to go to the Super Bowl, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. And it was Bud Grant's first year coaching yeah. that he got He got Joe Cap. Tremendous defense. Yeah, outstanding defense. But yeah. they put physical running game. With him. Yeah. Dave Osborne, yeah. uh, Bill Brown, guys Very like that. Between the tackles. Yes. A lot of guys with flat tops like Bill Brown. And then you ask, well, okay, what did he ever do? He only holds the NFL record for most touchdown passes in a game, not runs. Yeah. He's th- he threw seven touchdown passes in a game in 69. And he moved on and he got a big payday in New England? Is that where yeah. he got his payday? Well, yes, he did. And he really – he's not quite the Kurt Flood of no. the NFL – 
but he kind of demanded more money. Well, and they sent him packing. Right, because free agency was still no. not really. It wasn't Mister Smith or anything no. like that. No, and so Patriots had to give up a couple draft choices. Yeah. He got a chance to go play in New England. He didn't play worth anything. Yeah, I don't cold. know if he ever. Well, it was like it was Canada. Yeah. It was Minnesota. That's yeah. he's, he liked cold. Um, anyway, a lot of sad stories about Joe. A Gatt. lot of them. Sure, some of those. I did not realize that he actually. I, I just forgot about it. That's in the original of the uh, oh the Burt Reynolds longest yard. Yeah. I didn't realize he yeah, was the walking boss. Yeah. Until I saw the bio today, I'm going, oh, my Yeah, gosh. because just like when Sandler remade it, he had right. a lot of NFL guys. Right. Yeah. Well, they had Cap. Yeah. So he was in that. And then, take his, his career all the way to its end, he's the coach during, you know, the uh, Cal the, Stanford. The, the, the Cal Stanford. He goes back to his alma mater. Right. And is the head coach of Cal. Yeah. When the band comes out. And he's the coach that uh, was the coach of Cal during the play. Right. Yeah. I don't know if he drew that up or I doubt just he said, hey, y'all keep that thing no, I going. Doubt he, I doubt he drew that up. Yeah. But either way. Fascinating life. Um, sad ending. Yeah. He's suffered from dementia the last decade and a half. Are we surprised? No. He led with his head all the all time. All the time. Yeah. I mean, here's a guy that. His kid said for the last 15 years. So from what, about 2005-ish on, he stopped playing in what, 75? So for the last 30 years before the onset of the dementia, where it became obvious, he was, you would expect, progressively suffering the effects of being a running quarterback. Leading with your head. Leading with your head. Because yeah. he was a fullback. He didn't basically. slide. He didn't slide. No, none of them no, did. He, was, he really was the T-Bow of his time. His running game set up his passing game. Yeah. The threat of his going across the line of scrimmage, if he moved towards the line, defenders came up, yes. and it made his passing skills to be better than they were. And it's, to me, and, and this is a leap, I know, but it feels like we've almost come full circle grabbing quarterbacks like Greg Landry and Bobby Douglas and Joe Cap, Greg Cook. But those are and some of those, those guys are anything from back, like the modern Roman Gabriel. No, 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 they're not. They're not fast and they're not as and athletic. They're not sliding and they're no, no, no. not protected and but they are weapons yes, that we can run away from for a long yes. time. And their running ability does make these modern day guys their running ability makes their passing ability much better. No question. The only one uh, that you could compare to the guys you're talking about is uh, the guy in Baltimore just signed a big contract. Uh, Lamar. Lamar Jackson. Now, Lamar Jackson is, is, a, is an athletic, suspect. more, Not a suspect. little quicker Joe Cap. He's a little quicker Joe Cap. Right. I wouldn't say suspect. Not suspect. not the word I wanted. Yeah. Physical specimen. Uh, suspect? Specimen. It came out as specimen. Anyway, did you see his kid's line that Joe Cap would tell everybody as mm-hmm. dementia onset came out? No, on? I didn't. He said, have your sons play piano. Really? Yeah. He said, but he let both of them play football. You know, he said he, he would, when he would get, make speeches in public, he would say, have your boys play piano. Yeah, but he said that when? 
Well, as the onset of dementia came up. So by then, it's far too late. And as you said, let his kids play football, following what he had done. He didn't follow that. No, he didn't follow that. But that's what he would say in public when he would give speeches or whatever. It's... You know, what was he? Was he 80, 82, something like that? I thought he was like 79. Seven, or, something like that. I don't know. Maybe 80. I don't know. Oh, not to serve president in this country. <laughs> well, maybe too young to be president in this country. But it, it's, it's one more reminder about how the older guys in particular went through so much with so little yes. protection from the equipment. Or little money. Mission. You know, I'm, I'm reading a thing. Somebody posted some old communications between Cardinals management, St. Louis Cardinal baseball management, and Stan Musial. I don't know if you've seen these. Yeah. Where Musial's, you know, played his first year in Major League Baseball and drove in 70 runs and, you know, hit 18, 20 home runs, whatever it was. He didn't hit. But the next year he's going to be MVP in the league. And how the letters coming from management back to him when he had asked for a little more money after that first year. They told him how lucky he was. How lucky he was, how the other guys on the team, Eno Slaughter and guys like that, who were really good players. Yeah, Slaughter couldn't afford sleeves. Right. <laughs> weren't even making the kind of money that he yeah. was asking for in his second yeah. year. And you've got to learn to share. And you don't need to be the one that's getting all the money this early on. And you can come back into camp. And if you don't want to come here and stay, we'll pay your ticket to go back to wherever you're coming yeah. from. And I'm thinking and, – and now understand this. Okay, now this was letters to Stan Musial. This wasn't talking to public school teachers. No, no, no. Stan Musial <laughs> – his second year salary was fifty five hundred dollars. I think he made forty three as a rookie. His second year was fifty five. His third was about sixty three hundred dollars. That's what we're talking about. That's all right. Now we pay guys to uh, play about seventy five out of one hundred and sixty plus, and uh, give him how much? Millions on the back. Dan Musial, Joe Cap. What did Tatis make last year? Didn't he take the last two months off? Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't think he had much choice. It wasn't voluntary. Let's just do that. All right, we're going to take a break. It's about 13 till 6. Leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor on the fan, 107.9. <laughs> Escape the screens and the sun bathes everything in a golden glow and your friend hands you a cold organic beer that tastes as perfect as nature itself. That's pure gold. Michelob Ultra Pure Gold, the first national USDA certified organic beer. Organic by nature. Enjoy responsibly. 2020 Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Pure Gold, St. Louis, Missouri. Buzz? What buzz? Purina's wind and rain storm fly with Altozid prevents breeding of hornflies in manure of treated cattle. 
Storm's technology provides the ultimate weather resistance to reduce waste. Wind and Rain Storm formula is more economical to feed than loose minerals. See the folks at Miller Buoy Supply about Purina's Wind and Rain Stormfly Control. Miller Buoy Supply, your Purina feed store, located at 1007 West 3rd in Texarkana. the scoreboard is your place to get all your screen printing done. But did you know they now do in-house embroidery on caps, jackets, shirts, or bags for your business, school, church, or even personal needs. Call the scoreboard on College Drive or online at scoreboardtxk.com. Sometimes in life, a moment in time alters your whole life and forever changes the world ahead. No matter what, we are your good neighbor. Always have been and always will be. This is State Farm Agent Derek McGarry. Please call us at 903-831-2000 visit us at DerekIsMyAgent.com. If you need secure storage for your vehicles, boat, trailer, personal, or professional possessions, go no further than Lockerbie Storage at 927 North Robinson Road, Texarkana. Lockerbie Sold Storage. Call 430-901-0062 or drop by the convenient location at 927 North Robinson Road, Texarkana. Our connections make powerful things happen. Uniting individuals and communities. We are Rotary. We are people of action. With over 1 million members, we know what people can do when they come together. Around the world, generations of leaders build new friendships and solve problems, turning great ideas into reality. Take action with us. Find out more at rotary.org action. When is the best time to talk to your family? about staying in touch during a disaster. When hurricane winds are gusting? When floodwaters reach your door? Or a blizzard blocks all the roads? Or is the best time perhaps today, during a disaster? you may not be able to stay in touch with your family or friends as easily as you think. And it's not always as simple as using your cell phone. That's why now is the time to take action. Go to nyc.gov slash readyny or call 311 and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by New York City Emergency Management and the Ad Council. minutes until six o'clock leaving the yard zach and the professor here on the fan 1079 you and i don't really have a life do we we're, going we're sitting back. here trying to remember <laughs> results from a, a game that hasn't been around for what uh, 40 years oh yeah 50 years how long it's probably mid 50. 70s wasn't it yeah 
Mid seventies last All Star yeah, game. So it's almost fifty, almost 50 years, years since we've had a. We're talking about a game that I was. I don't know how old you are. I was six. Yeah. Not even like six. 10. Five and a half. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we're we're checking wiki, thinking someone else remembers this. They don't. No one else remembers it. Trying to figure out Greg Cook if, if, yeah. again. You guys that are old. He was a Cincinnati Bengal right. quarterback right. who had a very short but exciting career. And yo, know, he's pre Kenny Anderson. Yes, that's the the window we're talking about in the in the Bengals history in the seventies. But he was fun to watch. It was just a fun. See, I never got to see him. Yeah, live, but yeah thinking back and watching well, film of and reading a lot. I read a lot back yeah. then about I saw guys. him in black and white. <laughs> so you had a TV, huh? We had a TV. Nice. And it was in black and white. You were rich back then. I oh, said. we were rich. And, uh, <laughs> I was the remote control of that TV. <laughs> Did you get something thrown at you? Did you just say, hey, go no, turn it No, oh, no, no. We had to lay in the floor to watch it. Oh, yeah, we did too. Yeah. Always. And, in fact, I still do that occasionally. Yeah. I'll say, my. I'm sure my kids think I'm an idiot, and always have. But I, I there will be times I'll lay on the floor and watch yeah. TV. And of course, I got the dogs down there now, and so I'm, you know, kind of usually starting off playing with the dogs and end up well, see, I laying you're there, down but, there because the dogs are on the couch. No, 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 no. That's I used to eat all my breakfast on this on the floor. Yeah. Eat cereal. Sit Turn there. on one side, one hand, yeah. eating cereal out of the bowl hey, with believe milk. Believe me, I sit on the floor and watch a lot of. Uh, Slam bang theater in the morning. Unbelievable. All right, the Rangers are back in action tonight. You know, you give up the sports minute gig too soon. I No, I did not. Because now oh. they go to the West Coast. Yeah. They're done early. Yeah. That the next the, morning. No, that was the thing you always hated. I it did. I hated last night. Seattle last night. Last night, I think they were done by about 1045. That's crazy. It was insane. The NBA game wasn't over Because they had two pitchers just humming along. Yeah. I forget the kid's name that was starting for uh, uh, Seattle. He had a, a perfect game in the sixth. Sonny Gray was dealing for the Rangers. He only gave up one run. And the Rangers managed, I think, in the seventh to pick up two runs. And it's two-to-one ball game. Boom, right. they're just moving right along. And I'm, I'm talking to somebody the other day who's a baseball guy. Who had said something about going to a game, and it may have been a Ranger game, and going to the concession stand, the bathroom, and it wasn't that big a deal in the past. Yeah, now he inning. said I came back. It was a fifth inning. Yeah, he said I missed half the game. Yeah. I, he said I got up in the second. I came back in the fifth. You know, I would think the ballparks are having to up their game on delivering food to the patron now via the phone. You just. You just say, I need you to bring me this. Well, it makes you wonder how much revenue the the, the concession folks are actually losing Well, as fast as things are moving. I, I bet it's just like a restaurant. They just have runners now. Well, it's not so much even that. It's that, like in Milwaukee, they announced again the other day that they're, the they're going back to shutting off beer sales yeah. at the end of the seventh inning. Which, when I was growing up, that's how it always had been. Yeah. You couldn't buy, you couldn't get any beer after the seventh inning. And Even in Milwaukee. That's what I'm saying. In Milwaukee, you couldn't get beer. And I could see where they elongated it out to the ninth yeah. inning just to try to make well, up the revenue. I think they the eighth, didn't they? Yeah. Well, to try to get the revenue yeah, back. they were losing. And now they've decided, we're because the games are moving so fast, we got people standing in line, yeah. the game's over. What are we supposed to do? Yeah. So they've gone back to the seventh inning. But 
I can see where concession folks are losing some money. See, the problem is, you go to the concession, you get draft. I mean, I'd much rather have ultra on draft. Oh, no question. That guy's bringing a can to no, me. I don't want that. I don't want that. No, I want the draft. I want ballpark draft but beer. I'm, I promise you they're delivering food to a lot of the parts of the ballpark now. Well, they used to. I mean, we had hot dog vendors that were taking stuff all over the place. You know, like, all of it. I'm talking about, you know, when the Rangers opened up the old ballpark, they had the club level where they'd come take your order and then bring your food. Right. Well, now you just have the app and a runner brings you your food. I mean, it's like my kid every day. <laughs> really? He brings you your food. No, no. He doesn't get off the couch. Uber brings him. His meal now. Must be nice. Yeah. We're done. Uh, back tomorrow. We'll do this again. Don't forget Kirk and Company tomorrow morning. Somebody Arkansas. Mystery, in guest, or just oh, that. Mystery guest day tomorrow. We ought to do a thing. If you can guess the day before who it's going to yeah. be, you get something. Yeah. I don't know what. but you get to hear it. We're done. See you guys tomorrow. Emily and her friends were driving to a party. And they were texting. It's Jen. Oh, tell her we're on our way. Wow. 